After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Welcome to another episode of the David V. Goliath podcast. I'm Matt Dolman with my partner in crime, business partner, Stan Geit. Stan, we're going to discuss today an update to our original video on the Tylenol, or I should call it the acetaminophen autism lawsuit that's pending right now in the Southern District of New York. It's acetaminophen's link to uh, neurodevelopmental conditions such as autism and ADHD due to uh, women using it during pregnancy or in utero exposure to acetaminophen. So, What's the update? What's going on? What's the latest that's happening? Well, you know, we had an argument go forward on what would be federal preemption, okay? And this could be a death knell to the claim, okay? Because mm -hmm. what we're making is an argument that makers and providers of acetaminophen had failed to warn pregnant women of this risk of ADHD or autism that's associated with consumption of acetaminophen during pregnancy. The argument from the drug manufacturers was that the federal government already has a rule out there that addresses the warnings that need to be put on drugs before they're given to pregnant women. And there is, there is like a bucket warning out there that says, you know, basically any drug, you need to warn pregnant women, consult with their physician before taking this medication. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a standard blanket warning. The basic argument from the drug companies was that... In this case, is Walmart that filed it. Yes. Okay. The basic argument from the defendants in this was that the federal government already gives us a warning. That is the warning we have to use, and that preempts any other duty we may have by any state or any other theory because the federal government states the warning we may have. The counter to that is this warning by the federal government is a generic warning that applies to all drugs because pregnant women need to be careful, okay? But if there is a specific risk, a known risk, a known risk of a potential specific problem, that that needs to be specifically warned of over and above the standard pregnancy warning. That's essentially the preemption issue. We're saying they need a specific warning letting pregnant women know that this could lead to causing autism and ADHD, as opposed to just this generic warning. And Judge Code addressed that recently, correct? Correct. So that was on uh, November 14th. And, and, and the body of evidence is out there. So, and whether we agree with it or not, there's at least, there's uh, 26 studies that show an association between uh, the in utero exposure to acetaminophen or pregnant women using acetaminophen during specific periods during their pregnancy and uh, the exposure incidence rate, rather, to autism spectrum disorder and uh, ADHD. And that's been repeated study after study with 16 of those studies showing a dose-dependent response, meaning that the greater the level of acetaminophen, the greater the risk or incident rate of autism or ADHD. So there's enough of body of evidence that, yes, I believe that the manufacturers of generic acetaminophen and the manufacturer of Tylenol, which is uh, a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, who is uh, a bad actor in so many different drugs and medications, they knew about this and they, that they should have uh, warned at the state level. And to me, I, I almost, until we get into this, like, you know, I come from a world of auto accidents, stuff like this, you know, until you get into this and start really looking at it, you can't really understand, okay, why do you so reluctant to put the warning on the label? If it's a potential risk, why wouldn't you want to make the consumer aware? 
if it could potentially cause autism or ADHD, why wouldn't you let the pregnant woman make an educated decision? It's like anything else. You know, smoking causes lung cancer, right? We all know that. We all know not to smoke because it's been written on the side of cigarettes for the last 40 years, okay? Mm -hmm. My son knows it because he's been warned of it. It's been written out there. I didn't do a study. I didn't, you know, I can't say I know the medicine behind it, but I know the warning, okay? And the warning is what gives us as consumers our heads up on this. You and I, now that we've done this, we know there's 30 studies out there. Mm -hmm. We know there's correlation between concentration and core blood and potential for autism. That's because we've studied it. You can't expect everybody picking up a bottle in the store to go have access to these studies and know that there is a significant potential risk of autism or ADHD if you take this drug. No one's telling you not to take the drug, but you know you should be warned and be able to make that weighing decision like people do with all drugs. Hey, painkillers, do you want to take a narcotic painkiller? Well, we know what it does. There's a decision to be made there. And it's letting the consumer make an informed decision about the risks and rewards of any particular drug. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And I don't see where the resistance comes from on the other side. Why do you not want to let people know that this could happen? And I want to caution those who are listening, especially, you know, pregnant women, but just the individuals who are listening to this, that we are not saying that acetaminophen or Tylenol itself is a cause of autism. It's one of many factors. We do know that genetics is the preeminent factor, but there's a number of um, environmental factors that could contribute to the incident rate of uh, autism. There's enough of a body of science since 2006, and numerous study after study shows the same association, shows that dose-dependent behavior, that at a minimum, there should be a warning. There should be a warning on the label from the generic manufacturers and from the manufacturer Tylenol that pregnant women, not they can't use it, but they should avoid using it regularly. And that's what we keep hearing over and over again from the epidemiologists that we have spoken to because we're very involved in this, that it's not the occasional use because, again, we all know that a fever itself can be a cause, can contribute to a neurodevelopmental disorder if left untreated. So there is a, obviously there's a risk there. So there's a reason to take Tylenol or acetaminophen, a generic version of it. But the prolonged exposure to such, taking it over and over again, and whether you're taking it judiciously or not, I think that's where the warning comes into play because I don't think pregnant women, I don't think women in general have any idea about this or have very limited because there's been some, it's been a newsworthy story recently because of the lawsuits, but this science has been pretty much ignored and uh, it's scary that they don't know about this risk. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, we get a little bit of kickback from people at times where, hey, I took lots of acetaminophen during my pregnancy and my child's perfectly normal. My child didn't get ADHD. My child didn't get autism. You know, we're not talking about causation like fire causes burns, okay? Every time you put your hand in a fire, it's going to get burned. You know, and if someone else puts their hand in a fire, it's going to get burned. There's never going to be a situation where people can put their hand in the fire and it doesn't get burned. We know fires cause burns. We can see it every time. This is more like smoking causes lung cancer. You're not going to take a hit off a cigarette and all of a sudden you've got cancer. Okay, it doesn't work like that. It increases the risk. It increases the likelihood. We all know, hey, no one wants their kids smoking cigarettes because it increases the chance that they're going to get cancer and cause problems. But on the same side, you could smoke for 20 years and never develop lung cancer. We know that. Exactly. It's just the increases the risk. If you compare apple to apple, the individuals who smoke have a much greater likelihood, have a much greater incident rate of lung cancer, no different than a 
pregnant women or in utero exposure, I should say, to acetaminophen, uh, the greater the level, and we show this now with dose-dependent behavior after dose-dependent behavior and study after study, that uh, the greater the level of use, the greater level of acetaminophen exposure, the more likely the occurrence or diagnosis of uh, autism spectrum disorder or ADHD or other neurodevelopmental disorders. That's what needs to be evaluated by the consumer when making that educated decision. Think if we weren't warned about the link between lung cancer and smoking, our average person wouldn't know it. Okay, it Correct. takes these studies. It's that warning on the side of the label that goes, oh, wait, this could cause lung cancer. Let me weigh the benefits of smoking versus the risk. And, you know, no one's hardly smoking anymore because the benefits of smoking are squat. There's not anything out there that says, oh, you should smoke because it helps you do this. You know, there's cigarettes are dying now. The analysis with the acetaminophen is a little different because there is a benefit out there. That is even more serious. We need to let people know, look, there's a legitimate reason that people could be using this acetaminophen. They need to weigh the risk. They need to know what's on each side so you can make a decision. Your wife's about to deliver, okay? We've all had pregnant women. It's one of, you know, you're going through different times in your life. Your body's doing different things. You're familiar with the way drugs interact with you. You know what's happened with you in the past. You never had a baby before. You don't know what's going in that baby and how it impacts a developing fetal brain. These are things that they need to be warned about. Women should be told and make your decision, but make an informed decision. Correct. I know we're going a little bit off subject now, but, you know, a lot of individuals will pay attention to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And um, the general prevailing view or the prevailing view, rather, is that uh, there's more science needs to be established before we're going to give this recommendation. Well, and that, that's scary in and of itself, based on the body of evidence that we've seen, the body of science, and what epi epidemiologist after epidemiologist is telling us. That's where, you know, and I want individuals who are listening to this to, we're not telling you it's the cause. It's a cause, but that we want you to be educated and know that it is a risk, and to ask the proper questions and to weigh that risk accordingly. Remember, you can't just go by what the physician says. Until um, Vioxx was pulled off the market, physicians were recommending it over and over again, despite Study after study and research, just a whole body of evidence showing how detrimental Vioxx use was to one's heart and different conditions that could result. And so a physician saying that acetaminophen is fine and safe is not the end-all be-all because it is safe. It is safe to use if it's used judiciously and it's only used occasionally. It's the regular prolonged use, and that's the scary part, and that's what most individuals do not know out there. And the science is still evolving. It's fluid. And the reason your your physician is telling you it's safe is because the makers have been telling the physician that. Yes. Yeah, and they're not giving the physician the warning. So the physician isn't giving the patient the warning. The bottle doesn't contain the warning. And we just heard from an epidemiologist that the last time the FDA looked at this was in 2014 before 14 more studies have been published on this very issue. So, of course, you know, the physician relies on the drug manufacturer and maker to give them the information. Physicians aren't out there doing studies. They're not doing this. They've been told this is the drug that's safe for pregnant women, so that's what they tell the pregnant women. Mm -hmm. Okay, if there's a risk, you need to know about it, and that's what this is about. It's informed risk. It's failure to warn. And the courts have now said that the federal standard pregnancy warning on these bottles that rule does not preempt a company's duty to give a specific warning if they know of a specific risk. I really, really think that's the right way. Because just imagine, let's go out on the limb. Let's say we're not talking about ADHD or acetaminophen. Let's say, let's say we had found out that, you know, if you take, you know, acetaminophen, one out of every thousand kids is going to die. 
Okay, something that extreme. Would that be covered by this generic warning? No. Would you get to make a preemption? No, it doesn't make sense. If you know of a specific risk, tell us, tell me. And the argument that you shouldn't tell me, it almost runs counter to common sense. I can't even understand why you wouldn't want to tell people. If you know it's a potential, what, what's the argument? We don't want to tell people because it might, what, detract from sales? Yes, that's the uh, $1,000 answer right there. So the latest update is the preemption argument entered by Walmart. Um, they lost on that on November 14th. Judge Code issued the order. This could have been a death knell, could have been fatal blow to this lawsuit. I think that we're going to, you know, the second circuit court of appeals is going to hear this issue again after uh, and assuming that the plaintiffs, including us, are successful in the uh, Daubert motions, which are scientific motions. And after the bellwether trials and after the motion for summary judgment, that um, the defense is going to bring up this issue again and the appellate court will have an opportunity to review this. They've uh, filed for a motion for rehearing. And or reconsideration, rather, I should say, and or in the alternative, have Judge Coates certify this question to the uh, Second uh, Circuit, which at this point is unlikely to happen. I mean, the threshold issue is unless there's a change in the law that's happened in the meantime, it's very difficult to have the judge certify this question right now in an interlocutory appeal. I don't think it's going to be heard until after the pendency of litigation is, is over. And when, at that point, then the, uh, the appellate court will have an opportunity to review this issue. Yeah, I think you uh, misspoke, but you said the Second Circuit. I think you were thinking state. Aren't we in the 11th Circuit for the federal here, right? No, no, Second Circuit. It's in New York. Oh, it's a Second Circuit. I thought we were appealing to the 11th Circuit. No, 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 no. You're thinking of two issues. So this is uh, this is pending right now in uh, in the Southern District of New York. So their appellate would be to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, which is in uh, which is New York. Okay, then you're right. No, nah, no worries. I always appreciate you checking on me. So that's the update. We're going to keep you routinely updated as more developments occur in this case. This is multi-district litigation, so usually it's pretty slow. Judge Coates known for moving her litigation very quickly, so we expect uh, more announcements to be made after the New Year's. And as always, we'll keep you abreast of any new information that occurs on the uh, or comes in on the uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen autism ADHD claim. I appreciate having you again, as always, Stan, and I wish everyone a great day and a happy holidays. Take care. Yeah, as always, it's been a pleasure. This episode of David vs. Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention.